the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Okay, how about Let Me Up Month? Or at least a Let Me Up Night. Now, I've been asking for a while here for a Get Over Yourself Month or Get Over Yourself Night, but. For some reason, nobody has listened. As you have to know, we're, we're about to embark on, on another Pride Month uh, starting tomorrow. That's when what June has become. It used to be known as uh, the month when you got out of school, you know, the beginning of summer, Father's Day. But all you have to do is turn on your TV now, and you'll be reminded that this is the month that you are required to celebrate the idea of being gay or bisexual or transgender or queer or homosexual, which is a word that may or may not be allowed anymore. Uh, it stopped being about tolerance a long time ago, and I think that most straight people achieved that quite a while ago. Gay marriage has been recognized for something like eight years, uh, even though about 12 years ago people like Barack Obama and Joe Biden were against it. Now it's about being reminded every 20 minutes that there are gay and transgender and other people who have um, now taken ownership of about half the letters in the alphabet who, if we don't include them in every TV show and movie, are going to feel oppressed, depressed. So do we really need to set aside an entire month for this still? And for how long? I mean, is is this permanent? For the rest of my grandkids' lives, every day in the month of June, they're going to hear about gay parades and gay pride night? Really? Let's always remember that it was always wrong to discriminate against and persecute people who were attracted to members of their own sex, but shouldn't we, and they, really, uh, be aware of the concept of, you know, overkill and the possibility that uh, that at some point, like when the Dodgers decide to celebrate nuns in drag who ridicule and vilify the Catholic Church in a city where four million Catholic lives, Catholics live, uh, maybe then it becomes, I don't know, counterproductive? Is it at least time to start asking whether we may have reached that point And maybe if it's time for the movement to, you know, back off a little bit. Anyway, when we come back, Bill Donahue of the Catholic League will be here to talk about what his organization has planned for the Dodgers. And in our second half hour, what about the major league players and other athletes, and there aren't many of them, who have pushed back on this insanity? Stick around. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. This is John Steigerwald. Mike didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code STAG at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-716-8087 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code STAG. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. 
And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1 800 Very Dry. JD Waterproofing. 1 800 Very Dry. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, somebody in the L.A. Dodgers uh, marketing department decided that it would be a good idea to invite a group of mentally ill people called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence uh, to be honored on their Pride Night at the ballpark coming up uh, next month. It's a group of drag queens who mock nuns in the Catholic Church. Bill Donahue is the uh, president of the Catholic League. He's also the author of a book, War on Virtue, How the Rolling Class is Killing the American Dream. He joins us now. Hey, uh, Bill, thanks for coming on, as usual. Thank you so much. So, uh, there are 4 million Catholics uh, living in L.A. County. Um, what has happened to make a marketing director think that this would be a good idea to do what the Dodgers are doing? Well, I would say it's, it's analogous to Target and Bud Light. The people in these departments, in the marketing department, live in an intellectual ghetto, just like the professors do. Uh, I spent many years at La Roche, as you know, in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, and unfortunately, it's true almost across the board. Uh, they live in a bubble. They don't seem to understand the real world. And then all of a sudden, they have to get a reality uh, slap right in the face before they wake up. Uh, it's astounding to me that, they, that, that after all we've been through in this country, where people have been trying to say, listen, shine, shine the light. We want transparency. Treat people equally. And here we are again. It's, it's, it's always coming from the left, not sometimes. It always comes from the left. And here's the thing, though. Uh, just aside from uh, what these these this group of idiots uh, have been doing, has been doing for uh, many years now. We'll get to that in a minute. Just the uh, um, the 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 lack of business acumen, or uh, just uh, is it is it that the um, that the willingness uh, to be a part of the mob and, and to be uh, politically correct just causes them to go insane and they, they don't think because it just makes no sense for someone who's trying to sell tickets to a ball game in, in a place where there are four million Catholics to invite people to make fun of those four million people. It, it makes no sense. Well, you know, I think that sometimes the, the, the top executives are not fully aware. I'm trying to give them a little bit of break here, and yeah. I'll be very specific why, about the extent to which they have these pride nights and what's going on. I haven't made this public yet, but I'm going to make it public on your show right now. I'm going to release it on Monday because we have a campaign going on with the Dodgers on this in Major League Baseball. I have a letter in 1995. I left Pittsburgh in 1993 to come home to New York to take over the Catholic League. Two years later, the San Francisco Giants had a, an event one night to raise money to combat AIDS. Fine. One of the groups there was the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the anti-Catholic hate group mm -hmm. uh, that is the center of controversy in L.A. right now with the Dodgers. I wrote a letter to the president of the Giants about this, and he wrote back saying this is never going to happen again. I'm totally embarrassed. This is awful what happened. And he, but he did say, and this is what getting directly in answer to your question, you know, when we invite people to these events where you're going to raise money for a charity or some kind of group thing, we don't really check every single last one of them. We just assume that the head group that's bringing them in, uh, that they're all kind of kosher, so to speak. Uh, they, they got uh, caught red-handed on this one because they didn't know about it. So it may be 
it may be, take the generous interpretation, would be that the Dodgers were unaware of just how big they were. However, after I came out, on, that was on, on, on May 16th um, when we found out, uh, I came out uh, very quickly with, with a detailed report about what's going on. But what I did is I, I, I had our people contact by, via email Rob Manfred to go ahead of the Dodgers and go directly to the, the head of the Major League Baseball, whose, whose office is right down the block from me, by the way, and here in New York City. And, and, and we got them to disinvite the sisters. We were the first organization in the country to mount a public pressure campaign. Others had offered tweets. Well, tweets don't get you results. The results come when you have tens of thousands of Catholics pounding your email saying what's going on. They reversed themselves uh, several days later after they spent the weekend dealing with all the people being lobbied to in, in, in L.A., and that's when I issued this detailed report of just how vile they are, because we've been dealing with them since I took over here in 1993. Yeah, so you, you uh, bombarded the, um, the Dodgers, and the, uh, Major League Baseball, I should say, mm-hmm. with emails from Catholics um, that are on your email list. Right. And they, they said, okay, we, you're right, uh, we're not going to invite them. And then they re-invited them. So what happened in between? Well, that was the weekend. Yeah. This is, if you take a look at the timeline on this thing, we were active on the 16th and 17th of May getting what we wanted, and then on the 22nd, uh, on a Monday, that's when, that's when they caved in the other way because they spent the weekend with the people closest to them in the LGBT community and yeah. some other public pressure and celebrities, and it's a very liberal town, as you, as you well know. Uh, we, you know. I actually said to my staff when we came in on Monday the 22nd, I said, you know, it looks like we've won, but let's not be too cocky. I know the way the country's been turning uh, with this woke ideology, and it's entirely possible that over the weekend they, they, they got a lot of pressure from the, from the LGBT community, and so I have to be prepared for this. So I'm going to spend the day piling through our big files and putting together a detailed report in case somebody wants to say, well, maybe there was just a few antics. No, no, no. There's some really ugly stuff that they've done. And so, uh, and, and sure enough, then on the very next day, uh, we, we find out, uh, uh, on that day, actually, on the 22nd, that they had reversed themselves, and that's when I, re- I came out with the report on the 23rd. Now, what we are doing here, John, other, there are other groups out there and people, uh, public figures, uh, and they can do what they want. They're calling for a boycott of the Dodgers. I, I, quite frankly, I think that's a fool's errand. Everybody knows you're not, no, there's never going to be a boycott of the Dodgers. All right? It's not going to happen. Uh, so what you do, if you've been doing these, this for a long time, you pinpoint, you go after one thing to make a cultural statement. And we are choosing two weeks from Friday, June the 16th, which is Pride Night. That's the night when the Sisters of Petrol Indulgence get an award. We're asking Catholics, and we have mass mailings going out all over Los Angeles on this, uh, asking them to boycott that particular game, that particular night. And we'll be taking a look at the attendance figures of other Fridays, and we have the, the attendance figures of the Pride Night from the year before. So that's the, our strategy. You, you, if, you, if you shoot too high, you wind up with nothing. Will the a bishop, the archbishop out there, be telling the flock to stay away on the 16th? They already did. Archbishop uh, Jose Gomez, who's a wonderful man, I've worked with him before, and Archbishop, he's out of L.A., and Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione, I've also worked with him before out of San Francisco, have, were, were asked by the press, and the first thing out of their mouth when this thing happened is, we stand with the Catholic League. They mm-hmm. speak for us on this issue, and I commended them in public for doing that. So we're in good stead like that. Uh, but this is a time when, when, when Catholics have to, have to rally together. There are some important signs being taken uh, right now. But we just want to say, listen, you know, we're, we're going to continue to deal with the scissors and petrol indulgence forever. But as far as this, this campaign, to say that we're going to continue this ad infinitum, I, I, that's just a silly approach. You're not going to win anything on that. Just go after them on the 16th, make a statement, and maybe then we can, we can sit down and talk with some people. And um, the, uh, the, the Anaheim Angels, not, nobody's talking about this. The Anaheim well, Angels, they went out of their way to invite the sisters when they heard that there was an uproar over the Dodgers doing it. They said, exactly. oh, we're going to invite them then. Yeah, well, well, this is yeah, monkey see, monkey do. But yeah. what, what really got my ire the most was the fact that they caved in after they, they Catholics unloaded on them. 
And then even then they, we find out with the detailed report, Manfred at, at, at MLB, uh, the Major League Baseball, and Kasten over at the Dodgers CEO, they could not look me in the face and say, we can defend what you've put together since 1979 when three men, uh, three gay men, walked the streets in San Francisco, starting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, one of them with a machine gun. I have all the evidence for this, which is why I put it in, in, the, in the thing. This is not just a bunch of guys making some light fun. This is not Mel Brooks comedy. They're thrashing the Eucharist. They're, they're, they're belittling the nuns. They've, they've done some really disgusting things that if they did it to some other groups, they, they might have had their heads cut off, quite frankly, by now. Yeah, uh, and I should say that I saw the list that you put together, and it takes up about a page and a half. Yeah, and we could have offered more, but it should be, it should be, I just wanted to put it together in one day because they anticipated that there could be a reversal on this because we live in a society where the, the, the elites have weak knees. But now I'm encouraged by the pushback here. Quite frankly, look, if you're Bud Light, sell Budweiser. Don't get involved in politics. If you're Target, sell merchandise. Don't get involved in politics. If you're the Dodgers, play baseball. Don't get involved in politics. It's really not that hard. We're not asking for the moon. But who are, who are they to get involved in divisive social issues? I do it for, for a living from a conservative Catholic perspective. And I take my lumps, lumps and I give them out. But when you get involved in this, when you're out there in the corporate world and you, you're sticking your nose into this, you have to wonder, what, what, what school did they go to? Yeah, we're talking to Bill Donahue, who's president of the Catholic League, also has a book out called The War, War on Virtue, How the Ruling Class is Killing the American Dream. Um, so uh, lots of um, organizations, as you mentioned, are being boycotted by uh, conservatives, religious groups. Why would any practicing Catholic, after he or she hears about this, show up on Pride Night? I can see if you're a, a lapsed Catholic, you know, or you know, Catholic in name only, but if you're an actual practicing religious Catholic who believes in the church and everything that's going on, how would you show up and, 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 uh, uh, and why would you want to be there? Well, I don't think they will, and I think we're going to be successful in this effort. And I'll, I'll take it beyond that. I'm, I'm addressing right now a vile anti-Semitic speech given in New York City last weekend and also anti-American and anti-veteran and anti-military. Uh, 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 but the and anti-police, I said. C-U-N-Y, yeah. Yeah, right. And, and, and I happen to be a veteran. I come from a family of Irish cops, and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and I love America, and I have a long history of fighting anti-Semitism. This is the way things are cracking up. So, but my point is this. You don't have to be uh, Jewish in order to condemn the anti-Semitic speech at City University of New York last weekend. You shouldn't have to be Catholic. And many people are now. Some of, the, some of these guys are uh, speaking up are, are Protestant. They're good, good Christian boys, yeah. um, baseball players. Uh, you, you could be of, of no religion. Bigotry should not be tolerated against anybody. And I don't care if somebody says, well, I'm, they're raising money for charities. And I wrote to Manfred, I said, if you had a bunch of white boys in blackface calling themselves the modern-day Al Jolson Ensemble, and they're raising money for some good cause, nobody would let that pass as muster. You'd say, wait a minute, can't you raise money for a good cause without denigrating another demographic group? Yeah. That's what our point is all about. It shouldn't even be just Catholics. It's anybody who believes in fairness should not be in, involved in justifying bigotry. But again, Bill, uh, <laughs> you, you shouldn't have to point that out to the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Why, why do you even to be... have to waste your breath to, to explain that to him? And by the way, Rob Manfred, I know for a fact, is a, is a Catholic. So to the fact that, that he's that clueless just tells you how, how, how woke they've become. They, you know, this whole diversity, equity, inclusion business being pushed by the Human Rights Campaign, the largest gay group in the country, and it's, it's overwhelmed the corporate 500, the Forbes 500. And, and I am somewhat optimistic. There are some important signs that finally people are saying enough is enough. And I do think if you're on a board, a corporate board, it's very easy to just simply take the approach that I'm saying and many others. If you sell shoes, sell shoes. If you, if you sell cheese, sell cheese. Why in the world are you getting involved pro-abortion, pro anti-abortion, pro-gun control, anti-gun control? I don't care what the issue is. Leave that to the people involved as the activists and just go out there and sell your product or your merchandise or your service. I think it's also a um, misconception on the part of people who overestimate the um, enthusiasm for this whole gay and transgender movement, that it's, 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 we're bombarded uh, with it uh, by the media, and I, I just, I, don't, I think that they, they think that 
they, this is it's, the only explanation for me is again they they disregard the four million Catholics who are in L.A. County because they're, they they think that they're doing some good by a, appealing to one eighth of the one tenth of the population, and that when it comes to transgender, less than a percent. Well, I, I agree with you that they're overplaying their hand, and I want to make a point here, which I make on a lot of radio and TV shows. There's a profound difference between tolerance, which literally means to put up with. Yep. That, that's okay. You, you, you should be tolerant to people. A big difference between that and affirmation. I don't have to affirm anything. And this is where, where, where this whole LGBT thing has gotten too aggressive. They're not looking for tolerance. They're not looking to be left alone. They're looking for everybody to affirm and accept and shove it in your face what their agenda is. So they've overplayed their hand. And not only that, there's a group called Gays Against Groomers. So the yeah. whole idea that yeah. the trans and the gays are all the same, be careful on that. A lot of people mis- make mistakes on that. Quite frankly, there are a lot of gays who have nothing to do with the transgender people, and so that's, they're not even a community in the strict sociological sense of the word. We're talking to Bill Donahue, president of the Catholic League. Um, so you mentioned um, the players, uh, Bill. Are, are you guys, is anybody going to put any pressure on Catholic players on the Dodgers or Giants? Who they're, who are playing, they're playing that night to, I don't know, make some kind of a statement, either say they don't want to play or, I don't know, some kind of demonstration that shows that they don't like it. How about coming out and punching one of the nuns in the mouth? I'd be okay with that. <laughs> well, actually, we're dealing more with the executives and the higher-ups. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I don't go after the people working in Target yeah. and asking them to jeopardize yeah, their yeah, life, yeah, yeah. Their, yeah. their job, because they, you know, I, I understand that I'm a big boy on that kind of stuff, and I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a paid activist, so it's a different story. But, uh, no, I do think that we, we do have a list of all the names of the uh, commissioners, there's 30, 32 uh, commissioners in, in baseball. We, we have their addresses, and we're going to be writing to them over the next week, too. Uh, but my model is going to be what the New York Giants said to Bill Donahue in 1995. They apologized, and it was a mistake. Well, you know, the country I know has changed enough for the better in this regard, mm-hmm. but that's going to be the model for me going forward. Hey, i got to ask you before, before you go about your book. What's your, uh, the book is War on Virtue. How the ruling class is killing the American dream. How is the ruling class doing that? Well, what I'm saying as a sociologist is that if you want to succeed in life, and I've studied this issue for a long time, there are three virtues. I call them the vital virtues. Perseverance, personal responsibility, and self-discipline. If you inculcate those virtues into into young people they are likely to be excess i don't care whether they're an athlete a dentist or whatever they are that's what you need for success the ruling class the elites who make the decisions in our country have gone left and it's not just the arts the entertainment industry the education uh, establishment and the others where you would expect this we now have the fortune 500 we have the healthcare industry we have the joint chiefs of staffs not the average man and woman in the military but but the elites they've, they've been infected with this idea that they've got to show sympathy and, and whatnot. We're not showing sympathy for, for, for Catholics and for Hispanics and, 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 and evangelicals and uh, or practicing Jews and other segments of our population when, when you've adopted an agenda which, which, is, which is so radical. So, yeah, and I'm also saying that the biggest problem that African Americans have in our society is that the white ruling class is fundamentally patronizing, condescending, and they are the real racists. It's not the white supremacists and proud boys people that blacks have to be worried about. It's those people who won't treat them as an equal and to keep lowering the bar instead of helping them to clear the bar, as I did when I worked with black students as the faculty advisor at La Roche back in the 80s and early 90s and, 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 and in Spanish Harlem in the 1970s here in New York City. Um, if you treat people as equals, you, you, you don't patronize them. Well, it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Hey, yep. hey, hey, Bill, I really appreciate you coming on. Good luck with your campaign. I hope nobody shows up for that game. Thanks. Yeah, well, that would be great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, that's Bill Donahue, president of the Catholic League. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. With the clock ticking toward a June 5th default deadline, House lawmakers are set to vote tonight on the debt ceiling and budget deal worked out between the House Speaker and the President. 
The House Rules Committee voted 7-6 to six to advance the bill. Chairman Tom Cole calling it a product of compromise. We shouldn't allow that to overshadow what this bill accomplishes. It would restrict spending for the next two years while also suspending the nation's debt limit. But South Carolina Republican Ralph Norman, also a member of the Freedom Caucus, was disappointed. We had a real bill that was going to make a difference. We did in the original bill, this being watered down. He and Texas Congressman Chip Roy joined Democrats in a Opposing the bill's advance. Ben Thomas, Washington. A look at Wall Street. The Dow is down 155 points. The Nasdaq lower by 64. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401 1K, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. Call Andrew Pawoski at 412-503-4761. 412-503-4761. Thank you for finally noticing. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. And have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. We'll see clear skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 55. Tomorrow, sunshine, very warm. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 88. Clear and moonlit tomorrow night with a low of 59. Mostly sunny and hot Friday. We'll reach a high Friday of 90. A moonlit sky Friday night with a low of 64. Partly sunny Saturday, very warm. Couple of afternoon showers at a high of 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, in our last segment, we talked about the mind-boggling stupidity um, of the Dodgers celebrating a group that hates Catholics in a market where 4 million Catholics live. But it's going to happen on uh, June 16th. And what will happen to Catholic or Christian players who publicly disagree? Well, they might have to experience a struggle session. David Harsani is a senior editor at The Federalist. He wrote about that today. He joins us now. Good to have you back on, David. Thanks for coming. 
Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, what's a struggle session? <laughs> During the Cultural Revolution in China, uh, basically, uh, it wasn't even really, you know, government run. It was just people, and communists would find people who weren't appropriately uh, involved in, in in communism or taught things that they didn't like or said things that they didn't like. And they'd have to be publicly humiliated, sometimes beaten, but humiliated. And then they'd apologize and they had to sort of be educated, which is a word you hear a lot these days yeah. when people have to apologize for stuff. Um, so, yeah, it just reminds me of it. I'm not saying that there's the same level of threat of violence or anything like that, but yeah. it does remind me of a similar sort of uh, structure and a similar sort of instinct that people have uh, to make people apologize and beg, you know, and debase themselves in front of others. So Anthony Bass is a, a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's going through, I guess, what would be called a uh, a struggle session now, isn't he? What was his crime? Well, the other day on his Instagram account, he uh, shared some some post or something that was pro the uh, boycotts of uh, Bud Light and Target, and so he had to take it down and then he apologized and the apology is just cringeworthy. You know, he promises to be better educated and all of this stuff. And listen, I mean, I guess the guy is a marginal or like, you know, middle reliever and, and his job's in jeopardy. Right. So he's not a superstar or anything. And uh, he wants to keep his job and he doesn't want the sort of attention he's getting. And he apologized because uh, the bullies know that they can do that to you. Yeah, but what what the bullies don't seem to know is how stupid it is to think that he actually stopped thinking what he thought yesterday <laughs> and now thinks completely different just because he had some kind of an epiphany that, that um, you know, that I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I was wrong the whole time. It has nothing to do yeah, well, with wanting to save his job. Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, wrong thing, you can't have it. But the, the funny thing is that he says this word in there in his apology. I forget how it's exactly said, but he says, I'm sorry, like, for my bad action, action. So the action, of course, was just having a thought, a contrarian thought to what some people think. Meanwhile, I, I, I'm kind of skeptical that he's in the minority on this, frankly, but whatever it is, you know, he had a thought. And to that is a bad action that needs to be apologized for. And people who care about just free expression in this country should people be should a baseball player be scared to have an opinion that for let's say 40 percent of people agree with i mean that that is that, that that just smacks of a kind of totalitarian thinking you know and uh, you know it's just mind-boggling to me that the manager is threatening him like who cares what the manager thinks you know this is about about this you know it's not has nothing to do with baseball yeah the the bass uh, the the um the uh, blue jays manager john schneider He's uh, he's going to be keeping an eye on him now. He says, right? Yeah. He says it's not over. It's not like we can just forget this. Can you? I mean, this is this is a wrong. Yeah. This is a thought crime. You know? Yeah. And uh, and who is he? What education does he have? What does he have to teach? I love I love how these people like uh, you know who have a, like a bunch of drag queens who dress up like nuns are going to educate people on on their tradition that goes back two thousand years, right? They're going to yeah. they're the ones that are going to educate us. Well, what's interesting is that. <laughs> I, I've been. I spent three years working in baseball as a play-by-play announcer in the minor leagues, so I I kind of know, and I spent years covering the Pirates. Um, I I, I kind of know what it's like in a baseball locker room, and uh, you just said that you you wonder how many um, players actually agreed with him. I would say I can't prove this. Ninety-five percent. That's what. That's how many people agree with what he said. I'm, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. I think that's now. I've been away from it for a while, and some of these guys who are now playing, uh, you know, they've been indoctrinated. As the, uh, the the guys I was around you know, a million years ago, they hadn't gone through indoctrination for this stuff in school. But just knowing what I know about being around a professional sports team, there's no way. <laughs> I, I just. I still. I'm going to go with 95 percent. Well. I- you know, I actually started out in sports too. I worked for uh, I worked for Major League Baseball for a while years ago in the nineties, yeah. and I have to say I agree with you. But that's not a good thing in the sense that you have nine hundred and forty players, I think, something like that, on, on Major League rosters altogether. Yeah, and only four 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 of them have come out and said anything about this stuff. Mm-hmm. One of them has already apologized. 
Kershaw, like he, you know, that was the most tepid letter you could possibly write. And the guy, I added it up, has made like $350 million playing baseball. Yeah. And he's scared to say something. How much money do you need not to be scared to say something? You uh-huh. know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And was Kershaw actually apologized or is he, is he sticking with what he said? Well, no. Well, it was about the the those drag queen nuns yeah, yeah. folks, and he said that he didn't like it or something. Um, but there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a Christian coming yeah, up, so yeah. that evens it all out, right? Right. Um, but yeah, no, he didn't. He said he didn't like. He came out with a he came out with a letter, I think, yesterday. And, and listen, it's fine. It's a fine letter. It's just it's weird that you know why aren't there you know a hundred or two hundred people coming out and saying listen we get to say and talk about whatever we want at least protecting the right for people to you know have free speech mm-hmm. um it's it's really off-putting and i get it athletes don't want to be, most of them like most of them don't want to be involved in politics or anything right. like that right. they don't you know i get that but it you know sometimes you know i, I think you you know you got to do the right thing if this was about money or contracts or anything like that they would they would speak their mind and it seems to me like if you say you're a person of faith and a lot of these players are actually religious, right? Mm-hmm. That you'd want to you'd want to speak up. Well, wouldn't it be nice if and again, I think that the the overwhelming majority of players agree with uh Bass on this. Um wouldn't it be nice if Bass would come out and I can picture it in my mind him him reading a statement with about 15 or 16 players standing mm-hmm. behind him saying that yeah, right. we agree with him. We're with him. He's our teammate, and we don't think that he should be told what he's allowed to think. And that, that's, that's all it would take, isn't it, David? That uh, what's good, The team can't get rid of everybody, especially if you mix in some star players in there. Yeah, like I was thinking, like, you know, you and I, we get paid to have opinions. We can say yeah. things, and our jobs aren't threatened. But imagine someone's making, you know, $40,000. He has a family or she and, and you know, and, and taxes and mortgages and all that. They, they, would, they can't come forward. Right. Uh, when they see that a guy making a hundred on a hundred million con- dollar contract doesn't is isn't coming forward, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, and I I agree. I don't think they need to stand behind him. And say I agree with you. They would only need to stand behind him and say, you know, we get to we're players and we we get to say whatever we want out in the real world. You know, we're not playing and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it's not like he came out and, and and like was a neo-Nazi or something. He wants to boycott a billion dollar company. Is the is target a victim? Right, right, <laughs> <It's just laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Well, um, I also, from having spent a lot of time covering sports and being around uh, a lot of being in a lot of press boxes, um, I also know that about ninety-five percent of the people working in sports media are liberal. Uh, they're either <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're either liberal or I don't know if the agnostic would be the right word, but um, they know only enough to be dangerous. They 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 don't the re, some of the. I, I ran into a lot of guys, and I was like this for a while. I, one of the reasons I got into sports was I didn't want to be bothered with the serious stuff. I just wanted to go to games and have fun, and, you know, get paid to watch baseball games. And and as I got older, you know, I started getting interested in other things, and other things became more important to me. But the average li- uh, li- liberal sports media person only pays enough attention, you know, in between driving back and forth to the ballpark to be dangerous, if you know what I mean by that. That they, yeah, yeah I'm, they're right. Yeah. That, that's mean to be, you can't be mean to uh, gay people. And that's all they know about it. And, and, and the fortunate, unfortunate thing is they also vote. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually unfortunate for yeah. a lot of people. But, yeah, for a second there, I thought you were going to say that most of them were conservative. And I was, oh, uh, no, was no, no, that wasn't no. my experience. <laughs> no, 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 no. Very, and, and again, it's a, it's a different kind of uh, situation because, you know, uh, you, and you're around lots of liberal people all the time who work in the media that you come across, uh, you know, covering non-sports issues, talking about politics, things like that. But it's these the uh, the people in the media are m- mostly uh, liberal, and they're mostly uninformed, and so their liberalism comes from just I don't know going along with the crowd. There's not a whole lot of thinking going on among them, and and they they understand the value of being on the right side of these issues. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you, you nailed it. That's exactly right. Sort of reminds me, though, it's, perhaps this is worse than most business and econ journalists are socialists. You know, and you're like, yeah. why, <laughs> why are you covering this? Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think you, it's exactly right. They don't know. They know enough to know what to say, to what sounds nice, right. and what you know, what's inclusive. And uh, you know, it's just I wrote about the Dodger thing. It's like you know, if you use the wrong pronoun on someone, they'll tell you that's violence. But then right. they can have people who dress up like Jesus on a cross and do disgusting things, and that's that's not violence. That's that's what you know, parody. I don't know what they say it is, but obviously, uh, it's it's. It, it, it is insulting to millions of people in this country. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a good business model. It's not like you have to invite them on Pride Night. You can invite just normal people, right? And, yeah. and not have, or people who don't go out of their way to insult, you know, millions, millions of others. Yeah. And you mentioned it's now on to re education for um, Bass and anybody else who happens to have the wrong opinion on this stuff. And I always wonder who decides. Who gets to do the re-educating, and does it end up being, you know, a recent graduate, uh, college graduate who majored in gender studies or something? I mean, where are they finding the people who have been uh, anointed as being qualified to re-educate me? What? Well, what how do you get to that question? Yeah. <laughs> I think you just answered it. Yeah, you have you have folks who you know it's funny the people who are going to educate you I get that a lot like you need to educate yourself yeah. it's always some kind of emotional argument or emotion based argument or guilt trip argument it's never actually anything worth being educated about you know it's like why do you want to hurt people's feelings or why do you want to why are you a bigot <laughs> don't be a bigot and that's not an argument that's an accusation and you get a lot of that kind of thing. Listen, yeah. I'm sure that they, they have some program there in the MLB that teaches players to be, you know, to say the right things. But like you said, you can't bore into someone's soul and make them think different things. And, you know, so I, I don't really even understand what the point of all that is. Yeah, we're talking to David Harsani, senior editor at The Federalist. He's also the author of multiple books you should check out. First Freedom, Nanny State, Euro Trash, uh, all good books. And we've had you on to talk about them many times. Um, but this is a this is kind of a new thing, and I, I did my um, I did the open of my show. I I asked for uh, I said, could we have a let me up night, or or how about a let me up month that follows the month of June that's coming up here, um, and what? you know the the the, the quest like at some point could we have a month where I started with, I've been asking for a get over yourself month, and I can't get anybody to go for that. So I'm going with let me up month. Can we have a month where we don't care what what your sexual orientation is, what color your skin is, what religion you are, what other things that, I don't know, Not we're not going to celebrate anything about you, just shut up. Can we have a month like that? Is that possible? I mean, am my, I, am I, do I have any chance of ever getting my wish granted? It doesn't look great. <laughs> it doesn't look great right now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you want you want to mind your own business and stay off my lawn month, which yeah, I, I'm yeah. all for because it's a, you know that's what used to be our credo, but now everyone needs to know everyone's business. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm well, sorry. Well, um, but seriously though, what about uh, do, are are the people who are continu- continuously pushing this stuff? Um, are they aware of the concept of overkill? And is is it I mean, at some point, are are you allowed to notice that maybe it's being counterproductive? Which I think it I think it's reached that point now, and I think some of what's just happened in the last few weeks with the boycotts and things. I I think it's is. Do you think that maybe there there could be uh, a um, maybe a some enlightenment here or some some acknowledgement that maybe there's is such a thing as overkill even on this? I think you saw that, and it, weirdly, I think you first saw it with, with, in sports. I think it was the Philadelphia Flyers had a player yeah. who didn't want to put on the jersey. Right. So then they, you know, and, uh, you know, everyone got really mad, and Tortorello, who's the coach there, said, you know, I'm not going to be mad at him. He has an opinion. I have an opinion, and we right. get to have him. That was a good moment. And right. then what happened was other players also said no, and what they did was they stopped making him wear the jersey for warm-ups because they wanted to protect the players I think the teams from, you know, from all the media and everything, there was almost no blowback for that in New York. They did that. The Rangers did that. And there was no blowback for it because people don't really care. And especially in sports, I think there's probably still conservative type people like, you know, the major four major sports or whatever. So, um, and then you saw the, 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 you know, the boycotts, which are, have been very successful, probably the first conservative boycotts of any kind of company that I've, I've seen, I think, you know, 
it's easy though to boycott a beer company. There's other beer you can buy. It's harder to like let go of your, you know, sports team that you've been rooting for since you're nine years old or whatever. It's it's just hard to boycott sports. So that's why I think the players need to fight back. It's not. I don't want. I love baseball. I love hockey. I don't want those. I don't want to lose those sports to mm-hmm. these people. And I think they're worth fighting for. You know. Yeah. Well, I had Bill Donahue on. He's the president of the Catholic League in my last segment. And he talked about uh, they his their plan is not to ask people to boycott the Dodgers. He says that's a, a fool's errand. Nobody's going to do that. But he's asking uh, Catholics or everybody in L.A. to not show up for Pride Night. That's he said. That's something you might be able to have. You know, m- people might follow that. They're not going to stop following the Dodgers because of this. Uh, yeah, I wish a player. I wish a player wouldn't play that night. Yeah, you know that yeah. would be something. Like uh, someone was my uh, Molly Hemingway, I work with, was mentioning Sandy Koufax. You know, famously yeah. didn't play on Yom yeah. Kippur. Like stand up to your yeah. faith. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I've been saying the same thing. Uh, the Catholic players. Uh, it's it's funny because you would think it's not that hard of a thing, especially if you're a devout Catholic and it really is important to you uh, to find other. Especially uh, Latin players. There are a lot of Latin players. Um, almost all of them are, are going to be Catholic. It just what doesn't seem to be a hard thing to find a, a, a large group of them to stand up together. Um, and it's kind of disappointing that they haven't been able to do that. Yeah, it is. I mean, in, in, if a pitcher stood up, like Herschel, you know, some guy who's a, an ace or whatever, and you just move his start, you know, he, he's not even hurting the team really, just to make a statement. And see what happens. You only need a couple of people to do it, and when other people see that you're brave, even though it's weird to call someone brave who makes you know twenty million dollars a year, but if you're brave, other people will follow because they'll see that it's okay and nothing terrible is going to happen to them. There's no reason Anthony Bass had to apologize. No, I mean, so, why did he have to apologize? Well, here um, because yeah, you know, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He just had an opinion. I'm out of time, but I will. Let's just finish with this. Uh, my my goal is to have. Um, my dream, I guess, is to have a Catholic player uh, come out around home plate and punch one of the nuns in the face, like uh, one of the the uh, the nuns who shows up for Pride Night. Just not, sucker not, punch. Yeah, not a real one. Not a real one. No, no, no. The, no, the, the, the fake, the fake nun. Just a good sucker punch right in the face. That's. I'd be all for that, but you know, I don't think that's yeah, well, another wish. It's not. I'm not going to be granted. <laughs> hey, David. That seems unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take it though. Hey, David. I appreciate you coming on. As always, hope to have you on again. Anytime. Thank you. Okay, that's David Harsani of the uh, senior editor at the Federalist. We'll be right back. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town, or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from NetWorth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why NetWorth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the NetWorth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. NetWorth Advisors, 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching My Pillow 2.0. When Mike invented My Pillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The My Pillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original My Pillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The My Pillow 2.0 is the softest smoothest and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG 
bag or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. So I, I really hope it doesn't make me a bad person to be <laughs> wishing for uh, one of the uh, ball players to come out on uh, the night of June 16th. I'm going to guess that a Friday night. I guess it is, right? Tomorrow's the first. Yeah. So it'll be a, it's a Friday night game with the Giants, and have the they're going to do something to honor these nuns. And just think about how you talk about a video going viral. Yeah, the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Dodgers, uh, the Giants, they're playing the Giants, so it's a big game anyway on Friday night. So they're, they were going to get a big crowd. But um, I just have this picture in my mind of these nuns coming out. You have to understand it's justified. If you see what these, these uh, the nuns of whatever they're called, uh, that they're, you know, uh, drag queens, and they're doing things to mock and vilify the Catholic Church, they've do some done some really nasty things for 20 years. So I think I'd be forgiven uh, for being the person that comes out and punches one in the face. Now, I wouldn't do that because I'm such a weakling that they'd probably beat me up. But I would like to see a pitcher or a, a catcher would be good. Big, burly catcher come out and sucker punch one of them right in the mouth. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.